Welcome to Glow Up Syndrome. I'm your host, Mick, and today we have a special guest. Zoe, could you introduce yourself briefly? Maybe tell the listeners who you are and what you do for a living. Yeah, hi, I'm Zoe, and I am, well, I'm a little bit of everything. I don't really have like one title, but I have a couple of businesses. The recent one is Matcha Mind in Edinburgh, and it is a matcha bar that's focused on gut health, mind health, and just a whole holistic well-being hub for anyone that is into making themselves feel better. Um, I do intuitive mind and body coaching as well so I transitioned from business coaching to life coaching and now I do like a whole round focused approach on finding out more about who you are as a person and working on like your inner self Um, but yeah I'm really passionate about matcha and gut health and um, everything to do with like just you being you and feeling the best that you can possibly be. Yeah, and obviously I met you because you started the first matcha bar in Edinburgh, which is so cool, by the way. All my listeners know I'm like the biggest matcha lover, which I think was just perfect that we got to do this. I'm like so glad that we got to speak and meet each other. You know, when I found your place, the first thing I thought was matcha isn't all that common in this side of the world. Like, how did you come to start up this place? How did you conceptualize your business? How did it come to life? Yeah, so I had this vision over a year ago now. And I just love matcha. I've been drinking matcha for five years. It really helped me a lot with my focus, productivity, mindset. And yeah, when I had all these gut problems and gut issues, like matcha was one of the things that I had. And I really did feel better when I was drinking it. And it did give me that energy and excitement you know to wake up and have my match in the morning and just um, made me feel really good so I got into it um, I think YouTube so like one of the people that I watched drank matcha and I was like oh wonder what this is I went and found out and and then bought some matcha tried it myself and I think it's one of those things it's like it's a little bit strange when you first have it you're not going to like not always going to love it straight away but I started to feel really good after drinking it and then I started to make it my own way, really enjoy it, using it as part of my morning routine. The whole idea of, of Match Mind came about because I've been doing life coaching for the past couple of years online. I also have a hair and beauty salon in Musselburgh. But I was kind of feeling like I really wanted to go more into like the coaching space and more around not just life coaching but like health and wellness in general. And I, I used to struggle a lot in Edinburgh to get matcha. Like I couldn't find a good place that did matcha. I could hardly find anywhere that, that sold it. A lot of people didn't even know what it was. A lot of coffee shops don't even know what it is. So I was like, there really is something missing here. There's something that, not even just the matcha, but all of the wellness drinks. Like I used to find that everywhere you went, everything was full of sugar. Everything was full of additives and emulsifiers and gums and even like the milks that you use in, in coffee shops and um, ingredients that you use and the snacks that you buy and it's all filled with added things and as someone that has been on a journey of gut health I knew what to look out for so I knew what I didn't want and I knew what I did want and I just thought there's nowhere that does anything like that. I wanted somewhere that people could come in and get like real health like come in and know all the milks we use make sure that we don't add any like additives into it and, and oils and just come and really enjoy a drink that's tasty and looks good but also is genuinely beneficial for you 
um, we add in superfoods to our matchas as well. So we have like blue spirulina, pink pitaya, beetroot. So we can add all of these things into the matcha to give like a whole rounded wellness. But yeah, the concept came as an idea and then I created a business plan and I kind of forgot about it for a while. And then I got this opportunity to get this space and because it had like the, the rooms, like has free rooms in it and then it has a big front, I thought I could do the matcha bar at the front and then I could use the rooms as a wellness space, as a coaching space and it all happened really fast. Like I just found out about it and then within six weeks this place was open. So yeah, it was so quick. I can imagine you were like, this just feels right. And here you are, you know, doing what makes you happy, doing what made you feel good in the first place. I love that. And I also love from what you were saying, it's not just matcha, you know, there's a lot of coffee shops, there's a lot of cafes that are just, it is literally just, we're selling drinks, we are selling food, but I love that your whole business, it's not just a business, it's a community. And I could feel that like when I first came in here and I love how it's so tied into your own wellness journey. I can feel your passion for it. And I think every person who walks in here can feel that it helped you and they're like I know this will help me kind of thing so one thing I did want to ask you as well was do you think that it becoming like a site that was very ingrained with the wellness community do you think that was just part of your plan was it you know like attracts like no it was definitely part of the reason why I wanted to open it and yeah it did feel really natural and I felt excited when I got the space because I had so many ideas of what I could do with it. As I was saying, like over the past couple of years, as I was doing life coaching, it was all through Zoom. It was all through online. And, you know, we went through the whole pandemic. And what I've seen was a lot of people losing human connection. Everyone was starting to feel lonely. And although like the online space is amazing and you meet so many nice people and I've been in masterminds and group coaching and everything. And I felt like, that human connection was just missing and I could feel that other people were feeling the same thing. So I wanted to create somewhere that people could come, be together again, you know, there's just something different when humans are together. And you, you really feel the energy shift. There's really that thing where it's like you're alone versus, I mean, you don't even have to be talking with someone if you have another energy in the room. I can imagine a concept like this, you're surrounded by positive energy. I mean, I feel like that can do wonders for your life. And so another question I have is, obviously, you are surrounded by everything wellness. You also have a couple of businesses. Like you said, you had the salon, you have your content creation, you have Matcha Mind, and you also have kids. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance everything? Like, I know it's a lot. What tips can you give? anyone who's looking to I guess pursue a wellness lifestyle but also be successful I know it's a tough line to walk I guess you have to know your priorities but would you have any suggestions any stories you could share yeah so I always say like nothing is ever going to be balanced completely because we're never going to be 50 50 in whatever we're doing I think there's certain periods of your life and certain seasons where you're going to have a little bit more of your energy in one thing like I might be more in the business mode right now and less in the mum mode or more into like looking after yeah yourself then maybe you're having to put a little bit more into the kids if they're not in a like good place just now or need help. Yeah it's never always going to be completely balanced but the one thing I would say is what's really important is to always 
prioritize yourself and always like make sure that you're doing the work for yourself because that's usually the first thing that goes when anyone's busy or anyone's feeling under pressure or they feel like they've got loads going on they'll usually like neglect themselves like in terms of if you usually do like yoga or if you usually get up early and go to the gym or if you usually do reading or journaling or go for a walk or like you'll, you'll probably miss that out and say I'm too busy I'm going to just I don't have time to do that whereas I always say that should always be your number one priority. I agree I agree 100% yeah. I think in a world where everything's so overwhelming you have so much constantly being thrown at you and that's increasing as <laughs> the years go by the world's just getting more and more complicated if that's if that's the right word for it it has to be your first priority because otherwise you're going to lose yourself in the chaos of everything and i always tell my listeners like if you're trying to accomplish something and you're not at your best if you're not feeling good in in yourself then you're not going to end up with that full alignment Let's say that you uh, have been focusing on yourself and you just want you want to be successful. You want to start a business. If you're feeling good, then it's going to emanate into your work. And if you're not feeling good, then obviously things trickle down into each other. This is my long way of saying I agree with wellness is so important and people lose sight of that. People get caught up in the world that's just complicated and there's so much going on we have the internet we have social media it's it's a lot to take in so these little things like you said yoga going on a walk journaling you gain that connection with yourself again and it allows you to immerse yourself back into the world with that sense of purpose and direction that will fuel you towards your goals yeah if you fill yourself up first then you have more to give to everyone else and I definitely think like that's one of the things that's kept me managing to do all the things because I always like make sure that I'm doing something for me whether that is getting up and doing my morning routine or going for a facial or going for a massage it's going to look different for everyone like not everyone likes to do the same things so I think the key is understanding yourself and that's why I work now like the main things I work with is helping people understand themselves because a lot of people don't know what they want or what they like they don't listen to their own voice they like are caught up you're you're constantly on your phone you're constantly like on social media and um, seeing things around you and like getting caught up on all these things and you might think that's what you want to do or that's who you are but a lot of the times just going within and asking yourself the questions or doing the deeper work to find out and know what you want and how you actually feel and then you can kind of be like you know I actually like what I recently realized was like I really don't really like going into the woods and nature that way but I love being like at the seaside like I love the openness of the sea and the beach so if I'm going to walk I'd rather go there than go to the woods and be beside trees which no, it's a silly example, but just things like that. Like you might think like that's where you want to go for your free time, but listening to that voice is, is really important. Yeah, I think a lot of the times we do things for the sake of doing them because we think that's what we're supposed to be doing. Like I know for me, maybe like two years ago, I'm, I, I am a very like type A go-getter kind of person. So I just, I was doing everything basically for, for my CV. I was like, I need to accomplish this. I need to get this done, get these grades up. 
you know, just have every single aspect of my career like in top form. And then I got, obviously I got burnt out and I was like, none of this brings me joy. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I learned that I can't keep doing it because none of it actually fuels me. Related to what you're saying, you have to really find out what fuels you. And like my question for you is, how did you find what fuels you? I knew, I know that, for example, you were doing personal training before your career progression, I guess, and how you realized the things that make you happy, the things that get you going every day. Yeah, so it was a long journey. Like, I don't think you just find out, you know, really quickly what you want. I think a lot of the things are learning experiences. And um, I moved away when I was quite young, like I was 19, I moved to England and kind of went on a little bit of an exploration path there. Um, went to acting school for a little while where I started to learn archetypes and learn about like human behavior and things like that a little bit and over the years I think when I got into self-development and I started my YouTube channel and I started reading all the personal development books and doing some mindfulness practices I didn't really know what I was doing at first like everyone's like what am I meant to be doing here that's what I did was just like kind of listen and learn and I, I always like talk to myself internally in, in terms of like ask myself like what I like and started to be more aware and pay more attention to things so that I would notice when I was feeling a certain way and I did practices like journaling and morning exercise and lots of like mindfulness. I tried meditation and I, I do struggle a little bit with meditation because I've got a bit of a overactive brain um, but I've tried loads of things and actually I, I like listen to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and motivational things like that. When I'm listening to things, I end up having like an internal dialogue at the same time, asking myself questions. So it's like, I think I'm better when I'm listening to something or there's something in the background because then that's when all my best ideas come and when I feel more creative. I do just want to highlight again from what you're saying, like it really emphasizes the importance of taking that step back into yourself because it's the complete opposite of again I keep saying this but it's the complete opposite of the world we live in where you're running and you're running you're doing everything and you don't have time to face yourself to face your thoughts to to acknowledge them to recognize them and that's something that the world is missing a lot of that's why it's it's so important that we have this wellness lifestyle for ourselves and that you know, like what you were saying with Matcha Mind, like the, the whole wellness aspect was just missing from the Edinburgh scene. It's just something that I really hope people continue to find as the world gets more and more overstimulating. I think overstimulating is the word for it. Yeah, yeah, it's gone, it's, it has. And don't get me wrong, like I was like everyone else at one point where I was just go 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 I had like three jobs and I was studying and I was like never gave myself any time to even think about anything so I know what it's like to just be busy all the time and everyone used to say slow down you don't have to be so busy all the time and um, I think like you can be busy but as long as you're doing the things you love and, and you're enjoying what you're doing rather than just like on autopilot, just going through your day and not listening to what you want to do. 
yeah being busy is definitely okay but if you have those little moments where you're like okay i'm just gonna breathe for a second collect myself this is the direction i'm going in you know i think a lot of people also have that non-directionality in their lives you have to really step back and think where am i going what do i want for myself not what does the world want for me and so another thing i wanted to ask you was what tips can you give our listeners about taking control of your life underpinning yourself in that strong sense of direction that strong sense of self and also in being aligned with what the universe has in store for you because i think there's not just the sense of it all being on your shoulders like at one point you also have to let go right and and see what what works out so what tips can you give for someone who's trying to find that grounding so i think the first thing is um as you said before like creating that space i think you can't you can't find out or or know what it is that you want to do if you're not giving yourself the space and that's like mental space physical space like everything um if you're just like busy 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 all the time and you feel like you need to be busy and you're not taking that step back to do the self-reflection then it's going to be difficult to understand and know and you know it's different for everyone like this is so individual and in terms of how someone can do it. I'm actually, I don't know if you know human design, so it's like a spirituality, like it's got a mix of astrology, and the Chinese I Ching, Jewish Kabbalah, um, and quantum physics. So I'm actually certified in human design. So that's all around like finding out who you are, like who you were when you were born. So it takes you back to kind of your chart as individual to you. For me and making decisions as a projector, I kind of follow my human design because it, it does help me a lot. So for me, I would follow the strategy for that is to wait for the invitation or wait to be recognized. So let's just say like forcing and initiating things all the time doesn't suit me as a design type. You understand more about who you are and you understand more about how you react. So that's like one tool that I kind of use in, as well in my coaching, but there's other tools in terms of like asking questions, you know, like you can ask your own questions or journal out, like, why do I want this? Or like, if there was, a, if there was no one in the world, like judging or like no one could see me, like, what would I really be doing? Like, where would I be right now? Like questions like that is quite good because it's a lot of the decisions we make are based on other people's perception. That's another thing I want to underpin in this episode is that you really have to do things for yourself and not for the world around you and actually with that in mind i have another question for you which is glow up syndrome is like centered on this season the second season we're centered on the theme of entering a new era so how do you leave external energy behind not just like past negative experiences but how do you leave negative like external energy behind and how do you find that positivity for yourself in your life and how do you grow out of negative situations so i know you had some experiences before as well how did you start afresh like how did you take your your mind out of that negative place and come to the happy place that you're in now like how did you find your your inner peace your little joys in life you know when you go through experiences in life it feels like it's the end of the world sometimes or you feel like why is this happening to me and 
I think when you, you fall into that mindset of being in the victim mindset and, and thinking like, I'm not going to get out of this or like, this is my life, this is my path, then you can easily you know, take yourself back. But I think when you realise that what, what happens to you in your life and the decisions you make is all within your power, like when you start to believe and it's building that belief, like it's building that self-belief and the self-trust. Like I think a lot of the times people don't trust themselves and the decisions they make or like doing things that they say that they're going to do, then you're kind of like letting yourself down. But when you realise that you're in complete control of yourself and the outer world isn't in control of you and you can change anything at any point in your life that like you can make yourself feel good when you know and realize that you can make yourself feel good like anything can change but I think the only way you're going to do that is to be excited about something like or have a purpose or a meaning in moving forward because it's so hard to just pick yourself up and feel good for no reason at all so I think for me it was well just for one example um, I had like a low spell after my second daughter. I felt really lonely. I felt a little bit like I didn't really want to go out and socialise and I just felt a little bit lost. And what I realised was, although I had my first business, it was doing all right, it wasn't doing amazing. I had two children, like I had a husband, like I should be happy. But I wasn't actually doing anything really exciting for me. I wasn't like learning and growing as a person. And as humans, like we are here to learn and grow and evolve, not just to like live safely and just stroll by. I mean, you can have things that excite you, but I think you also need that newness, that fresh perspective once in a while where you're like, okay, I'm going to put myself into like what you're saying, like learning and growing, like I'm going to put myself into this new set of shoes and see where this brings me. And excitement doesn't always have to be in like starting something grand, you know, like for me I started a YouTube channel and that was enough for me like I wasn't doing it to be a YouTuber or anything I just was really excited about learning about editing and you know like learn something new and just my mind was just growing and I was just like oh this is exciting I can do this and then I felt creative and then I started to feel better in myself so it could just be something small like whatever you're into like whatever you love to do you could just find a lot of excitement in your day and and make it happen for me it was like you started your youtube channel i started my podcast mm -hmm. and you know at first i was like this doesn't make sense for me i've never done anything related to this before i've always been very academic like mm -hmm. i, I want to be a therapist and i'm very professional career driven if that makes sense like i'm like i'll accomplish my academics the cv experience i'll get my degree and so this was so out of the box for me but a friend visited she was someone who started her own wellness community and she asked me to facilitate a wellness event with her and she flew from la all the way to new york where i was at the time and we hosted the event together she stayed over at my place after two days of living with me she was like hey like you should start a podcast and i was like where did that come from you know like that's never something I ever envisioned for myself. She really pushed me before she left to start that podcast. And I was just like, you know what? Okay, like, like, let's do it. Let's do something new. Let's 
let's get out of our our box the box that i put myself in i mean this applies to anyone like you don't have to restrict yourself to for example this previous image of yourself that you had to this box that maybe societal expectations put you in like you can be so many different things at once and that's what i found so cool when i saw your website i was like she does so many different things and i love that because you're also acknowledging all these different sides of yourself you really don't have to be just one thing there can be several things that make you happy in different ways several things that give you purpose in different ways this is my long way of saying again that you don't have to stick to what everyone else is doing you can find your own path you can do your own thing for as long as it's what you feel aligned with yeah definitely there's so many like and for so long i was the same for so long i i never thought oh i could do a podcast or i could do a youtube channel it's like i'm not very good at speaking i've got a bad memory and like i'll probably like fluff up what i'm doing or what i'm saying or i'll say the wrong thing all of these things come into your head like all of the imposter syndrome and then the more you do things and as you said like when you learn and you you just do a little bit by bit you start to build on that confidence and you start to realize like you know I can actually do this and even the people at the top or people that are doing really well they still have all these same problems and the same voices but you know when you start to change that voice and you start to make it like well, I believe that I can do it. I think self-belief is one of the biggest things that you can build for yourself and learn because it's a skill. It's not, you're not just, I mean, you are born with it, but then you lose it. And then you need to build it back into your life again because throughout your life, you may be like getting knocked out of you. You also have all these external voices like hounding in on you. And then, especially in adolescence, I think it comes to like that peak. And then it starts to die down when you you know, you branch out into yourself, you gain a little bit more independence and then you have to rediscover yourself, right? Yeah, it's a whole evolution of all of these things and if you can keep connected to yourself and keep believing in what it is that you want to do and keep doing the work because it's not something that you just suddenly feel confident and feel like you can do everything. It's, it's It's just the work that you have to keep putting in and reminding yourself like, you know, I'm just human and just like everyone else and what's the worst that can happen? I think everyone just has to go by the mindset of fake it till you make it just because, first of all, no one knows what they're doing like we mentioned earlier when they start something. But once you start something and you keep doing it, your brain's just going to form those neural connections and eventually you'll realize those neural connections are so strong that one day you'll just grow into it and you'll be like, wait, I do know what I'm doing because I've practiced it so much. So there's actually benefit to faking it because you're like mimicking that pattern of what you know is supposed to be the way it works. Yeah, exactly. Like even with the thoughts and words that you tell yourself, it's when you catch yourself talking negatively or catch yourself saying something that's maybe not kind and then changing that narrative in your mind, changing that perception. Then, as you said, you will start to get used to that and you will change how you see things and how you view things and I think if you keep connected to your vision and your values and what it is that you're overall trying to achieve when you understand what what you're here for and what you you really want to do and not listen to you know what you think you should be doing then you can't really go wrong that way because you're just staying authentic to who you are. Right. One thing I want to 
point out is you seem like you understand the value of the growth mindset, like of falling, of getting back up again, of learning from your mistakes, honing in on your mistakes and realizing that you can grow from them rather than just giving yourself that self-pity, that self-doubt. So can you tell us how you stay grounded in that grit that drives you to pull yourself back up, to get yourself out of a rut? I think we've talked about, you know, how you find your purpose, how you find what drives you every day. But we haven't talked about, you know, when you do find yourself in a rut, how do you pull yourself out of it? Yeah, I mean, I've had a million stories because it's literally been part of my whole life. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I was 24, and I, my mom passed away. I had to move back to Edinburgh because I was living in England at the time. And I... Like, we had nothing left. Like, we had no, like, I had no house. Like, I had no money then. It was just before I'd thought about opening a business. And then I just realised that, you know, I can either feel sorry for myself and just, like, cry and, and do nothing about it, or I can go and live the life that I really want to live because, I mean, nothing's really going to be harder than that. So, I mean... Say lucky, but not lucky at the same time that that happened to me because it did give me a little bit of like I don't really care what else happens because I mean I've been through the worst and if I can get through that then everything can't be as bad. When I kind of go through things now, and I mean I've been through loads of other hard things and and through that process and obviously having children, there's loads of challenges in that. Been married for for a long time, there's loads loads of challenges in that. And I have ups and downs, but I think for me, like, I know that because my mindset is so intense, I'm so, like, all or nothing type person, I know that I could easily let myself slip, so, and just get into, like, a bad place. So I just, I understand the things I need to do to get myself into a better place. Getting up at six and doing a workout and, you know, eating right for my body and taking the time out for myself, like, it's just so important for me and able to function and do all the things that, that I need to do and be good for the kids. I also work on, like I do coaching, I have coaches myself, I've done trauma coaching to work on like my emotions, emotional regulation, working on my mindset and keeping myself calm and trying, like all of the techniques, I, I always like I'm trying to better myself, improve myself because I, I know how important it is and I know that, you know, when you go through all of these things, you know that you've been through something before and you've got out of it. it makes it easier i mean confidence applies not just to activities to habits it also literally applies to life like you're building that life confidence that when life gets you down you know that you can pull yourself out of it life is full of ups and downs and i think it's going back to that thing where you have that confidence in yourself that you can pull yourself out of it but also you have that confidence in the universe that everything's going to work out because life isn't just a long like period of down it's going to go back up again at some point you know yeah and have like hope and optimism and i think a lot of people can just be negative just for the sake of being negative or like feeling sorry and I don't don't get me wrong I have my days like everybody else but I tend not to feel sorry for myself or like I don't like wish for someone to come and save me like I think it's one of those things where it's like once you realize that it can only hurt you more like there's no benefit out of 
self-pity out of self-doubt it's the same thing as anxiety like i've suffered from a lot of anxiety growing up as well like why are you going to spend time being anxious about things like going through the cycle of worrying about something when the problem hasn't even arrived yet you know like why would you put yourself through that more than once yeah having an understanding of it and again like having that conversation with yourself okay i'm feeling this that's fine that i'm feeling like this what can i do now to feel better like the things that i do is I'll go and put on a, a YouTube video or a podcast or something because it, it kind of snaps me out of things quite quick if I am pick the right one to watch and then I feel motivated again. Like if you feel like, oh, I don't know what I should be doing and then I remember like that makes me happy. So then I get inspired and then I think my mind gets distracted to something else rather than me yeah. sitting focusing on the situation that's making me feel worse. Yeah. I may as well try and distract myself to something more exciting. Right, and it's that habit of practicing that positivity of i mean practicing wellness it's not easy to just pick up your things one day and and say i'm going to live like a wellful lifestyle you know like it does require hard work it does require you know honing those parts of yourself that maybe you were trying to avoid that you you think of as weaknesses it's not easy but like i started gratitude journaling for example you start to realize all of the good things in life because again life is just chaotic it's full of ups and downs but you can also pick what you notice if you only pay attention to the bad then you miss out on on the life that you could be living i think for me what i learned from a lot was that feeling of regret where it's like why did i spend this period of time like sulking like why did i spend this period of time not noticing actually that there was so much good around me because sometimes you also look back and you're like I loved where I was at this period of time like it's just a shame that I didn't realize it you know Mm -hmm. and so that's pretty much I'd say like all you can do is realize you have to embrace the present like you can't always just be like oh I want things to be this way I want things to be that way because you're never going to get the present moment back and then you'll go into the future and then you'll realize, wait, but actually, why was that moment so shrouded in negativity for me when life is beautiful? Like, that was a, an amazing period of time. Yeah. And then, but then also, like, you've appreciated, like, what's happened and maybe you needed to go through that cycle, appreciating that that's where you were at that time. And, like, I always say, like, I've been through loads of things but I don't regret anything because it's all been part of my experience although things feel hard at the time like if you can look back and see a learning in it or you can see like that never happened then this wouldn't have happened yeah I mean everything happens for a reason right you wouldn't be who you are today you you might not even be as happy as you are today with the wellness practices that you have going without having had those harder experiences to learn from so i don't want this to get too long one thing i want to end this episode on is what are your favorite wellness practices i think that's a fun question yeah so i would say i mean obviously my morning matcha has to be one because that is just a time where i get to look forward to waking up and having you know my matcha in the morning i just love having a matcha kind of makes me feel good, makes me wake up, it gives me peace, like it's my time on my own to just sit and enjoy it and maybe think about the day ahead. 
I love going to the gym, like I'm such a gym person, so I'm not very good at running. The morning routine I'd say in general because it gives me, as when you have kids, like you don't get a lot of time to yourself. Having two hours in the morning is like bliss. So getting to go to the gym, like obviously you get that dopamine and then I'll have the matcha and just like maybe sit down and, I mean, I don't journal consistently all the time, but I do like to journal. So if I'm going through a certain struggle or I feel like I need a decision on something, I'll maybe just like free write. One thing I, I found was, I know it's been going like viral. A lot of people have it. It's the, the five minute journal because I also have a really busy schedule. I don't have time to like fully journal, like long paragraphs and things like that. It's really nice because it just gives you like, maybe two really short prompts like and the first one is always what am I grateful for and what am I looking forward to today it takes me like two minutes in the morning and it sets me up so well for the rest of my day because the first thought I'm thinking right when I wake up is positive it's it's like what am I excited for what am I grateful for like it has a morning segment and a night segment and then you end the day thinking about what went well today and you talk about what did I learn today yeah, because there's loads of types of journaling as well, like the journaling to just boost your mood, but then there's also journaling to get an idea onto paper and, and like get your vision out there and or maybe talk to yourself and find out what you're really thinking. So, I mean, there's loads of different ones, but I think it's a definitely a good thing. With working out, I think that's the one thing though where everyone, I think, can benefit from it because, I mean, you get the endorphins in, even though you're feeling so bad beforehand, you'll feel at least a little bit better afterwards. Yeah, you'll always feel better after a workout. No matter what, you'll always feel good. I try and make that a habit and don't give myself a choice. Like I just like create a discipline and like that's just what I do. I mean, obviously there's days that I really like fall off and I'm like, oh, the kids have been up or whatever. But um, yeah, I love that. And I would say going for a massage is one of mine. Like I love a massage. It's probably the only time in my whole life that I can properly switch off. As I said, struggled a bit with meditation. Like I would say massages like meditation for me because the movement's happening and it's feeling good, but I can kind of zone out at the same time so my mind can be calm. And I know that's not for everyone, but for me, I just feel really relaxed. So I, I just book every four weeks for a massage and make sure that that's just something that I incorporate into my like wellness routine. I also love going for skin treatments, so that's another thing that I love to do. I've been recently been getting like different facial peels. So like there's loads of different ones. You know what I do is I got these like little serums and now I have like my nightly skincare routine is always nice as well. Yeah, I think like doing things that make you feel good. And I know like wellness practices always feels like you should be doing some meditation and you should be doing like yoga and things. And yeah, like I'll do things like that now and again, but a lot of like just normal activities are, are good for you. Like I love going for lunch myself or break brunch or breakfast for myself and just, you know, sitting in the quiet in a nice place and eating something that I enjoy. Like I think things like that can be wellnessy as well. I mean, the looking good will will come when you feel good. There's such a stereotype around wellness. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from this conversation is it's so beneficial to learn what works for you to grow into yourself more rather than let society or stereotypes dictate what you should be doing, even in the sector of wellness, right? And that's just something I want to reiterate 
to the listeners before we cap off this episode you know yeah that's my message to everyone is really just tune into yourself understand who you are if you need help doing that there's loads of books like get coaching or you can just like start little by kind of journaling or just being more mindful of what you want yeah i think it's a, it's a journey it's not something that just happens overnight but even just by listening to podcasts like this and just listen to things daily and just reminding yourself that you'll definitely build up if you give more time to yourself it will eventually happen that because you're spending so much time with yourself you're finding out more about yourself you're you're finding what works for you that that will just happen when you put in more energy towards yourself well thank you so much for coming on to glow up syndrome today I know that the listeners will probably want to find you, whether they're in Edinburgh or not. I know you have an online presence, so I'll put it in the show notes, but do you want to maybe list where they can find you? Yeah, so my kind of main hub for Instagram is uh, Zoe X McKenna, because it's got my match of bar link to that and the website and everything on there. And just Zoe McKenna on YouTube as well. Um, I'm starting my relaunching my season two soon for my podcast, which is now called Master of the Self by Zoe McKenna. So that's, again, probably a good one if you're trying to learn more about who you are. All my episodes are going to be based around that and like little tips and things that you can do to get to know yourself a little bit more. So, yeah, I think that's probably a good place to start. Right. And I'll link your podcast in the show notes as well so people know where to find you. And if you're in Edinburgh, for anyone listening, if you're in Edinburgh, I know that a lot of Edinburgh students tune in as well. It's so worth a trip down to Portobello to try Zoe's Matcha at Matcha Mind. It's also probably one of the only places that you'll find good quality matcha in Edinburgh. Yeah, I'd love to see you. And yeah, it's so nice to have people come down and you know have the conversations as i said it's all about community and connection and we're going to be running like mindful mornings right you have you have events you have all these cool things going on so i, I know you can keep updated on the instagram for matcha yeah. mind as well right very cool one of my favorite places now and for my podcast obviously my listeners know they can find me at glow up syndrome on instagram or at underscore michaela dizon and that's pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. And Zoe, thank you so much for making the time today. I know we had a little setup mishap, but I'm so glad that we had this conversation because it was very enlightening. And with that, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week. <laughs>